Hey everyone, this is Chris. You're listening to the Dead Regime Podcast. We are having a discussion about gun violence. I've got my friend Tim back from Atlanta. Not back from Atlanta, he's still there, but we're talking again. Uh, We had planned on doing a podcast about video games, but with the rash of mass shootings in the US, we thought this was uh, an excellent topic and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, remember to like and subscribe. I hate doing that, but I just got to. It helps. Please. Let's go. Uh, so, Tim, you and I both play video games. In fact, we met yes. We met uh, through a video game. So we've benefited yeah. from that. And I think if you're like me, you've had um, different stages of your life where you've probably played a lot of video games. Am I right? Uh, completely, yes. It was a, I remember it was a, it was a mind-altering uh, uh, revelation when, uh, was it Super Mario yeah. 64 <laughs> came out? blew your mind yeah walk in three dimensions yeah, yeah no, I've, yeah. I've been a, a video game guy for yeah gosh forever so yeah, I've, as long as i can remember the old atari all the way up so yeah same i remember um, yeah. um, <laughs> my dad did a lot of work for an electrical company and was we got a like an atari really really early and uh you know pong uh, <laughs> we playing pong we, was yeah just the most mind-blowing thing but i've got a, oh, I've got a question great. i've got a question for you now, yeah. I'm I'm prepared to answer this question honestly, so I hope you are too. All right, as sure. a, as yeah. a video game player, I need to know this: How many people have you violently murdered? Oh God! Uh, like people? Well, like, I mean, like other players real online life, or like... real people? How many people has has your oh. video game playing caused you to violently murder? Ah, uh, let me see. Uh, none. None. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, a little reluctant to answer now. Yeah, I was doing a tally, but I was like, oh, wait, no, none. Okay, yeah. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing my own little data research, and um, yeah, no, okay, interesting yeah. that uh, that, uh, that that's the case. Yeah, you know that works out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's almost cool. like you get something out of your system, you know, uh, through your mind and through a system. It actually, you know, is almost more of a cleansing agent than it is a. Uh, actually uh, inspiration to yeah. do any uh, of those things yeah it's like you don't you know if you, you play uh, Assassin's Creed you don't go climbing up a, a building like, no so suddenly you don't start, you know no no if only there was some research yeah. to support that oh wait there is this but if only yeah. there was that's <laughs> hmm, interesting especially when the statistics you know they're only you know there are only video games in the United States right yes yeah, yeah. All, video games only exist in the United States well, I don't know how you contraband you must have gotten uh some stuff over there but uh a little bit but uh, also um i hate to tell you that uh, australia <laughs> australia doesn't exist either according to um, oh it doesn't no, no to, to a section of the internet rumor. so yeah um yeah so I've anything anything i've been playing has been purely a figment of your imagination um, that's brilliant i'm having a, a wonderful schizophrenic episode then right now talking yes, to myself yes yes so i'm glad we could sort that out <laughs> but we do want to have a talk about gun violence because that's been pretty topical uh, in your part of the world yeah. lately. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just, it's, uh, there's another every day, it seems like. Um, and it's, it happens at such regularity now that, that most of the time it doesn't even make the news. 
Yeah, only you, the, uh, the really extreme, really terrible ones make the news. You sent me uh, a uh, a spreadsheet mass shootings in 2019, and like I'm not sure what the definition well, of a mass shooting is. I assume it's multiple. Mass injuries. shooting is, is multiple victims. I think it has to be like like I I, I don't know the specific. I actually I should actually probably have looked that up, but um. It has to be, I think, the intent to like multiple gunshots fired, the intent to to just uh, haplessly and will you know murder as many people as possible, yeah, or you know, hurt as many people as possible. I mean, so we like hear, the, yeah, we hear, we hear about we hear about big ones. We hear about school shootings. Yeah. We hear about right. um, uh, you know ones that there are, are, are multiple people killed. But I'm right. looking at the spreadsheet you've sent me. There's been nine mass shootings in september like it's yeah. only it's the, it's the 6th of september now or is it the 5th still yeah. over there it's a, in five days there's been nine <laughs> mass shootings yep that that blew, that blew me away like I, I i i yeah i was wasn't expecting that, that to be um so prevalent That's and then it's just come through like august like i'm going it through it doesn't the... even make the news most of the time no. unless unless there is a tragic and terrible loss of life and terrible and tragic injury then it doesn't make the news mm. it's it's happening with such regularity now mm. um that that it, it's just it's become just another asset of life over here for some reason um and people are just becoming numb to it mm. because it happens so regularly so I'm looking at, and that's why the politicians are able to just brush it off with, you know, a hope and a prayer or a thought yeah. and a prayer or whatever it is. So I'm and looking just, at, you know, since, the time until they don't have to actually talk about it anymore. No. But since August four, which was uh, the Ohio uh, Dayton shooting, right? It's been like thirty-five mass shootings. Let's say in a month, yep. it's one a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's staggering. And again, like. Luckily, amazingly and luckily, many of them were either failures or relative failures yeah. due to the, the, you know, less substantial, I'm not going to say insignificant, but less substantial uh, damage and loss of life that yeah. they were able to, these, these jackasses. So many of these uh, gun-related injuries that haven't resulted in death, but even still, I mean, there was one on September 1st. Yeah. Um, seven people injured in the in the incident. I think there were like died. three on September fourth or something. Just yeah. in the last like yeah, just yeah. in the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, yeah, but as I mean, like in Australia, like I, I had this I had this argument with my parents a couple of months ago, um, and one of them was complaining about the all the the knife violence in Australia, and I and I sort of you know cheekily bit back and was like, well, yeah, how many people do you know have been stabbed? And of course, well, we don't know anyone. It's like, well, it's very circumstantial, isn't it? Like, you know, where are you where these people are getting stabbed? It just doesn't happen. But um, right. any kind of violent crime in Australia gets um, reported on, you know, in a very catastrophic way. In Australia, we don't see a lot of gun violence at all. Living you know, where you are, how aware are you of gun violence outside of um, media reporting? Um, honestly, if I don't purposefully seek it out, the only gun violence that I hear about, there are these, these terrible international events that you've probably heard about. Yeah. 
but you actually have to go in and do research by yourself and go to these these sites that are pooling this data in order to actually know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Because that's like it's I mean it's indicative of our media system over here, which is it's already problematic. I, I, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But um, because our, our media is based on uh, uh, eyes on the screen, the number of eyes that are on the screen, because their whole purpose is to uh, – it's, it's all about ratings, right? So it's all about ratings. Guaranteed ratings means uh, they can charge a certain amount for their commercial airtime, and they can make more money, more eyes that are on them. More clicks, so, more viewers, yeah. Exactly. More clicks, more viewers. It's like the, yeah, the clickbait videos on YouTube, that kind of stuff. It's all, it's sensationalism, is what you know they've been talking about it for years and years. Sensationalism, sensationalism of the uh, sensationalism. Pardon me, I didn't want to lose a syllable. Um, of the American media is extremely problematic, <laughs> to put it very, very mildly. Um, uh, but it's also. Uh, it's indicative of the system that they've they've set up. It's it, and basically, if if it's not one of these terrible and egregious uh, instances where massive loss of life and massive injury has taken place over multitudes of people uh, have have suffered uh, due to you know some madman's whim or whatever, mm. um, we don't hear about it. Mm. We don't know it even happened. There was another one like on Friday that was another terrible one in Texas. I had just heard about it today. Yeah. Earlier today. Because so I, I don't, you know, I, I watch the news every morning, you know, uh, before I get the kids up. I uh, mostly to check the weather and see what, you know, I need to dress them in for the day and see if there's anything I, I should know about, you know, locally or, or internationally or whatever. Um, I, uh, after I get the kids down, I'll watch, you know, my, my nighttime news clips. Be they, uh, uh, you know, satirical or uh, uh, you know, actual news. I'll try to get a little info burst at night before yeah. I, uh, you know, you know, pass out from exhaustion. <laughs> but um, but even so, like there was another mass shooting, like on on I think Friday, in Texas, and it was another terrible, terrible instance. And I don't know any of the specifics about it because I just I heard about it this afternoon. Mm. And I heard about it in passing because someone else was talking about it. I was like, I need to look that up. I need to learn more about this because that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And in in these instances, like you know, the best thing you can do it's not about being uh, a ghoul or anything like that. It's about paying respect to these victims, these people who suffered mindlessly and needlessly at the hands of some buffoon who felt they needed to be heard. And I love that. Finally, like the one good thing the media has been doing is they finally stopped sharing. Uh, names and information and manifestos for the most part of shooters. Yeah, from shooters. Because they don't, because they realize that, oh wait, these guys are just going for this glorification. They Mm want to be remembered. They want to be, you know, immortalized for that, that person who did this god-awful thing. Mm. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's everybody wants the notoriety of being, you know, Ted Bundy but without, you know, in one day or something. Yeah. It's like they want to be remembered. Instant fame at any cost. Exactly. Mm. It, it's, and I don't know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a symptom of, of social media and the need for approval and likes or whatever, but it's like, I don't even know. That's a whole other, again, a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
So what but we do, now, what we do hear yeah. a lot about in Australia is the gun debate in the states, right? Yeah, and that's something I've been having like with like friends of mine here too, because I, I have very strong opinions for myself. Yeah, but also like I, I'm, I've never, I, I have been, I will say, in a kind of a self-imposed echo chamber because of the friends that I have and the friends that I've made um, in my time in New York. You know, the uh, dark, dark deep blue New York City, um, liberal, you know, center of, of the United States. Yep. Or, um, so they like to think, I guess. Um, but because of the friends that I had, it was kind of an echo chamber of, like, people who you like, you know, you all agree on certain things, and therefore you socialize. Yeah. Um, and being like, part of the, you know, we talked last time, I, when I moved to Georgia, there were lots of things I had to kind of open up my mind to. Um <laughs> Or at least be uh, accepting of, if not, you know, approving of. And I've met some people here who are they're solid, stand-up, great guys and great people. And they have very, very different views and thoughts on things. Mm. And one of those, like, I've been talking with, with a guy recently, and he's a, he's a very much a pro-gun guy. Mm. But he's also, like, it would be a cold day in hell before he goes and hurts anybody, you know, uh, will, you know, at all, willfully mm. or otherwise, unless somebody tries to harm him and his. And it's like, and it, it, having conversations with him, like where they weren't, there was no anger, there was no uh, animosity or spite. But and I was able to kind of see his point on things. I didn't a- agree with it necessarily, but I could see his point, and it just made it that much more difficult for me to even think there could ever be a, an answer to this. Mm. On the uh, on the scale, it's 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 a hot button issue. There's there's so many passionate, passionate, and rightfully so feelings on both sides of the aisle. I think it's 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 bizarre. Like there, for instance, okay, everybody hears um, about the you know the tragedy, the loss of life, and it's it's terrible. I, I'm by no means ever trying to to reduce that and. No, I, I personally I don't believe that people you know need to have assault weapons or or any kinds of you know semi-automatic whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I brought this up in, in, to my to my friend here, um, and his point was was he his perspective is very unique. Um, he uh, he is a, a mixed race um, couple. Um, he is both in, in, uh, involved in the African-American community here and the, uh, the Caucasian community, the white community. And he has six kids who are all mixed race as well. And he's, he's going to have to have the conversation about you know, police mm-hmm. and his kids and especially his boys. Mm-hmm. And all that, that, that entails with the United States. It's like there is still terrible, terrible prejudices and the you know people in power even in not in like government positions like not high ups like local cops people like that who are there's systematic racism in in so many low levels and so it's such like a, a what's the word i'm looking for um it's insinuating and not insinuating what i'm saying um 
Whatever came with this feeling, I apologize. It's, 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 right. it's, it's so that insinuated, I guess. It's, it's it's deeply like woven itself yeah. into the fabric of so many of our institutions here, specifically like police. Um, and his, his point of it is, why shouldn't I not be able to own something that the government can hold and use against me? Mm. And I'd never, I hadn't had that that perspective put up like towards me before, where he's on the mindset that that. If someone's going to come and try to, you know, take my kids or hurt my family or do something like this, then I'm going to try to defend myself at any at all costs. And why should they? Why should this government have the ability to, you know, possess weapons and 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 things that I'm not allowed to when I'm a citizen of the same country that that they are supposedly policing? Mm-hmm. And now, personally, I, I want to say this flat out up front: I don't agree with that. I don't agree with his point of view, but I see his point of view. It's also at the hard same time. not to disagree with his point of view, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, hard not to disagree. It's like, and uh, it does seem as though uh, the African American community does seem to be on the the short end of the stick when it comes to gun violence. So. It does, but he also mentioned that uh, uh, from his perspective as well is that I was because I, I, I asked him like why. Is this so much more of an issue here than anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You know that I, I know in Australia you guys had uh, one terrible, terrible, tragic incident, and then the government kind of rallied together and outlawed specific weapons, right? Uh, it, yeah, it yeah. Essentially, for, I mean, we had a for a specific purpose. Then you don't need to have it. Yeah, right. Uh, and people actually volunteered to um, hand in their guns like that was you yeah. know, like there was you know, hundreds of thousands of weapons um, you know, handed back in voluntarily and it is extremely <laughs> difficult to get a gun um, here in Australia I mean to make light of the situation we've got right. ducks in our swimming pool and I've never wanted to own a gun like I have no need to own a gun <laughs> don't want to own a gun but I tell you what these ducks and the mess they're making in my pool <laughs> made me think that perhaps perhaps <laughs> I found the one reason to own a gun and I'll even, get a red rifle BB. Yeah, that's right. But even even to get a BB gun, <laughs> even to get a BB gun was is not an easy thing to do. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's remarkable. There are like there are a dozen of them on the stack uh, on the on the rack at the Walmart, like half a mile from my house. Mm. It's like, and I'm not talking like BB rifles. I'm talking gun guns. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. It's. Okay, having come from a place, uh, again, lived in New York for 11 years, as I mentioned the last time we chatted, but like in New York City, um, the laws for ever and for a long time, now I'm not sure if they're still this way now, I think they may have some kind of concealed permitting carry stuff, I don't know, um, but nobody had guns but the cops. Yeah. And if you had a gun and you weren't a cop, it was an illegal gun. The only, like, you, you could own a gun, but it had to be kept in, like, a safe at a gun range or had to be, like, you had to have all these extra certifications that you had to go back every month and recertify and reprove, you know, your accuracy and your ability and your right to do so and stuff. It, it's, there were all these crazy restrictive gun laws in New York City, and yet even so, there were still tons of gun crimes happening in New York every day. And people like to point to Chicago in that same line where, where there's so much gun violence there. And the gun rules and laws in Chicago are extremely strict. Mm-hmm. 
However, both uh, Chicago and New York, you know, they both border multiple other states who do not have as strict uh, gun laws and gun rules, and therefore there is a much greater flow into the city than they would like, And but they still they always try to control it. But I lived for 11 years in a city that you didn't have a gun unless you were a cop, and I've had a gun pulled on me when I was walking down the street, half buzzed one night, and uh, you know we took off bolting, running, dodging, bobbing, weaving, the whole one nine's ducking into a subway and we heard shots fired behind us, but I, I don't know if he was firing at us or just up in the air or mm. what, but it's terrifying. It's terrifying to, yeah. to be on the other yeah. end of that. To know that uh, that one little piece of metal, heavy as it is, like can freaking you know, end you. Mm. Um, and it's, it's uh, that for me that crystallized it and I, I don't want to have anything to do with them. You know, I have a uh, a foot and a half tall muddling stick that I keep, you know, in my house. I'm not going to tell anybody where, just in case. But um, I keep it handy in case of, you know, any kind of intruders and thing. It weighs about five pounds, and I can swing it like a baseball bat and do some pretty severe damage if I need to. But that's as about as far as I'm willing to go. Like um, and and maybe that's you know dangerous for me having you know a family that I'm responsible for or what have you. And there's all that, but I, I that's that's a step too far for me. Like I can't do it. I can't own one. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I mean but it's does... like it's I, I I just can't do it. I can't like even moving from a place like New York where I they just didn't there weren't a thing. There weren't a thing that you had to worry about if you you know lived in a, a certain uh, I don't know maybe it's a cultural or or a, uh, a I don't know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Neighborhood thing or what have you, but. I wasn't around it, you know, as mm. much. Um, and sorry, what were we saying? I was, I was going to say, like it, it, it does. In, in some ways, it's easy for, uh, like, as someone who hasn't grown up in a culture of gun violence, to right. to to see it, and of course, be horrified by it, and be right. almost as horrified by the fact that some people don't seem like they want to do anything about it. However, that's, if yeah, you were growing they, up in yeah. a culture of gun violence and protecting yourself, you know, the the surest way to protect yourself is to have a gun and to be able to fire mm. back, you may have a completely different perspective on it. Um, and that's, damn, that, that's the thing. Like, I, like, I've heard about gun violence. Like, I was in, I think I was in high school when, uh, like, Columbine happened. Like, I was right there. Like, I was in the same... Like age range, I think I was a little bit younger than the students that that were, you know, uh, taken away at the time. But mm-hmm. like, and like it's it's been pervasive throughout my life. Like like I had a, an, an ex who moved to uh, Colorado and uh, moved to Aurora, Colorado, um, about six months before the big shooting. You know, the Batman Theater. Yeah, right. The, you know, terrible shooting there, and I was like, holy crap, is is she dead? What's going on? Mm. Um, like it, there are moments where it's it's a pervasive thing, it's, it's, it, and it's been massively impactful in my life. But like, I mean, obviously not directly, I, but luckily. But um, it's it's one of those things where uh, I don't know. It's it's almost it almost leaves you with a, a, a near nihilist perspective on it, where you see. The people in power 
not even wanting to talk about it. They don't even want to have the conversation. Mm. Like I'm going out to my friends now and I'm talking to them and I just want to have a conversation. I just want to know their perspective on it so I can try to understand it better. Because I know my thoughts and, I, and my thoughts I feel are well reasoned and come from a, my own personal perspective and experience. And I'm not saying, and I'm sure theirs do too. You know, I'm not saying theirs are worth or valued any less than mine are. Um, and because again, their experiences and have, have colored their perspective. Um, uh, and one of the interesting things that, that I think I mentioned this to you briefly in like a text or something, but one of the defenses also that, that my same you know friend mentioned was that uh, Americans are kind of like the main difference he said between like uh, the international community, and maybe you can speak more to this because I just don't know enough about this perspective. In his opinion, he thinks that that in many other uh, developed nations or whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a much greater sense of trust in their government institutions. Mm. And in the U.S., there is a massive distrust of our, especially our federal institutions. Not just the uh, idiot in chief we have now. Pardon. <laughs> Um, my own personal opinion on that, but um, not only that, but like the fact that that every single like presidential cycle, it feels like we're swinging the pendulum further and further and further away. And I think I feel like this has been happening since like the '80s. It's like since Reaganomics and trickle down, and you know the fat cats are getting fatter and the the, the, you know, the, the middle class is shrinking and all of this stuff. But on top of that, like politically speaking, it's like the political pendulum. In my lifetime, I've just seen it swing further and further and further to either extreme. Like you cannot get more polar opposite from Barack Obama than Donald Trump. <laughs> but then again, Barack Obama was reactionary to George W. Yeah. You know, the redneck idiot, cokehead with a cause. Um, he's a, he's a fucking war criminal. Pardon my French, but 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 looks you know, like nothing, a a genius and a saint compared to who you've got right here. <laughs> but he paints, he paints a pretty picture that looks like a thirteen year old drew it in his art club. Yeah, and you know everybody goes, "Oh, ain't that cute?" And now he's just like, "Oh, I'm a grandpa," and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, it's fine." It's like they they just blow off the fact that you know thousands of people died because of dumbass choices that he made. Um, mm. But even then, he was a reaction to Clinton. Yeah. And Clinton was a reaction to George Bush Sr. Everything's been a reaction to the last thing. And it's just the, the pendulum has been swinging and then swinging deeper and, and deeper and wider and wider and wider. I'm honestly terrified of where it's going to go next. Mm. <laughs> you well, know, this... maybe, maybe it'll be a uh, uh, freaking, you know, uh, super liberal, I don't know, socialist and I, I, I'm none of these are necessarily bad words in my mind personally, but you know that'll just cause even more extreme of a divide. And, well, and that's the thing; it seems to be causing swing them further back the other way the, the next divide. time. It's like there's always going to be yeah. somebody unhappy. There's always this. But his, sorry, I'm getting off track. But the right, main well, that, point was that you, you he was going back this. to his like distrust of government, yeah. distrust of all of that. And that's been intrinsic in our society as like a culture, and I was even. When I had this conversation, I think again I mentioned this to you in a text about how like our textbooks 
like the things that I remember from American history class are the you know the Boston Tea Party, the Revolutionary War, these moments where we stood up against tyranny and taxation against without representation, and all these like these ideals that like I didn't really know what they meant at the time, but they totally have be laying the groundwork of this distrust that we have for this federal system. But and I don't know how that matches up against other international cultures. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's, it's, inter it's interesting. I mean, because it does seem as if gun homicide is a U.S. problem. You know, I mean, we're looking yeah. at some of the statistics you sent me. I mean, we're looking at yeah. 4.1 4. Uh, deaths per 100,000 um, in the U.S. Uh, compared to uh, you know, Canada is uh, you know, 0. 0.3. And then it goes down, yeah, from there. So, like, it's yeah, a, it's like staggeringly different. Two percent of Americans have uh, either been a victim of or been witness to directly gun violence. Mm. But that trust it's over half the population. It's like over yeah. 200, 200 million people. It's like that. It's like it's insane. It's insane. Um, it means over a hundred million people have been subjected to or witness of gun violence mm. in the United States. But that trust in the government is an interesting thing because I, like. I would say mistrust in the government. That's that. That was his justification for justifying his right to bear arms mm. and all of this. And and he made an excellent point because there was a point that I always thought was interesting about how in the Second Amendment the founding fathers wrote down. Uh, you know, um, the actual words they used were, um, uh, you know, you, the citizens should have a right to bear arms as part of a well organized. Uh, and it was a well-organized militia or something. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm not speaking verbatim. Um, well-organized militia, those are the words that always stuck in my mind. And and uh, he made an excellent point of who says what that means. Hmm. Organized by whom? And what does it mean today Regul compared to Yeah, regulated by whom? Yeah. Are they going to start handling, handing out licenses by the federal government to be a militia? Yeah. No, the whole point of a militia is to hold the government in check. And like, it, but who, and who, who does that reference a time, though, when yeah. an organized militia was needed in the absence of uh, an organized police That's force or military? Or... The militia was, was what the American revolutionaries were hmm. when they stood up against, you know, what they saw as English tyranny mm. and the colonialists. You know, they were a militia. That's all they were. They were just some farmers with guns who hid in the woods and were a decent shot. <laughs> you know, that's how it started. And they, like, and all the all, you know, other stuff is true, but it's like, it's, that's why they wrote that in there is because they wanted to make sure militias were legal. But who's to say what a militia is? My friend pointed out that there's no strictures or guidelines or structures that say anywhere in our government system what a militia has to be to be X, Y, and Z. Hmm. And who are they to say what it should or shouldn't be anyway? They're the power that potentially could be fought against. Like my friend said that any two friends of his and he would technically be considered a militia. Yeah. And yes, there are organized militias and, and organizational militias, I should say, not organized. There are organizational militias that you could potentially join and pay dues to and do all this stuff to participate and all that kind of stuff. But any group of people could technically be considered a militia if they chose to do so and chose to 
train against the potential tyranny of you know the federal government raining down over them where's the, like, where's the line between where's the line? militia yeah, and the vigilante and that's well that's my thing is like i i don't i don't know where where the line is where to call it i it's not honestly it's not that i have faith in our federal government i after what i've seen the last <laughs> two three years um my faith in it is very low um you know, bringing back internment camps and and the massive federally uh, approved racism that's even been expounded upon. I, I don't want to get into political hot button, you know, issues. Or, but, but do you, do you think is it the the trust thing? I was thinking of how Australians would perceive their government in terms of trust and. I would say if you polled Australians, you'd probably find a large majority who might describe the government as incompetent. But I don't know whether they'd describe them as uh, maybe nefarious, you know, like out to get people yeah. or to, to, you know, you might be in disagreement with the current um, party who's in power. Right. But I don't know that there's a, a, a huge inherent distrust of them because they think they're going to get screwed by the by the government. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And that's that's the interesting thing. It's like, that's why I can't really... As Honestly, I, from my own self, from my own perspective, um, I used to have those kind of you know, knee-jerk reactions that, you know, everyone's out to get me and, and everyone, you know, oh, there must be a conspiracy. Oh, there must be this, that, and the other. And then I got off my damn high horse and I realized that nobody really gives a shit about me unless... <laughs> There are people in my immediate circle and vicinity of friends and family and people that I've chosen to, you know, include in my life. And that's like, maybe that was, honestly, that was part of, I think, living in New York City as well, of like, when you're surrounded by that much, when you're surrounded by that much humanity, um, it's very difficult to be self-important. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you know, or have a silver spoon stuck up your ass, like, you know, our commander-in-chief or whatever. Um or many, many other people who live in New York City, for instance. But um, it's it's hard to see yourself as special when you know you're you're riding a train every single day with thousands and thousands and thousands of other people, when you're walking out of an apartment building where at least five to six hundred people live. Um, you know, it's it's hard to have uh, you know hoity-toityness or a chip on your shoulder about uh, your personal opinions and how they're out, oh, they must be out to get me. Mm. Like, you know, it, and somebody much wiser than me like said this quote, and I, I always butcher it, and I, I don't know who said it. Um, it sounds like something Mark Twain would have said, I don't know, but it's not that everyone's out to get you. It's that everyone else is out for themselves. <laughs> and somebody told me that a while ago, a long time ago, and when it did, it resonated so truly and clearly in my life. And I stopped like I, I don't I don't think that our government is nefarious. I think that there are people who are part of the government who are trying to profit hmm. off of, you know, their position and their, their situation. Um and doing terrible, terrible things to do so. Um 
do I think they directly want to hurt me or harm my personal life? No, I don't think they know who the hell I am. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not that special. <laughs> you know, there's no reason why people should have any idea who, you know, my name. And if I, if they did know my name, I'd be a little bit worried. But it wouldn't be, you know, yeah, like, it'd be weird. I'd be like, why? Why did my name come up? More than anything, be curious more than anything else. So it's, it's like, and, and maybe it's that sense of, of, I don't know if it's entitlement or if it's something else or, I, again, I don't know where this comes from. Mm. You... But uh, uh, it's that sense of like, yeah, everyone's out to get me mm. kind of thing. And it's like, you're just, people that need to know they're just not that special. <laughs> Are you familiar <laughs> with Steven Pinker? I'm not, no. So he wrote a book. Uh, it's getting on a, a few years now. Uh, uh, Better Angels, Better Angels of Our Time, I think it is. And he okay. basically unpacks a whole bunch of statistics that show that we're living in the, the best time in human history, and that everything is getting better. We live longer. We live healthier. Um, violence is down. War is being reduced to you know, uh, you know the, the lowest point right. that it's ever been, and basically trying to paint the picture that. You know, we should be extremely grateful that we're living in this time. But, but why can't it be better? Why can't it be better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but that was kind of his conclusion too, is that, you know, like we, we shouldn't be focusing on these uh, on these things because look at what the, the, the data is telling us. Instead, we should be looking at how we can make those improvements because we can spend less time thinking about these other things that we've, we've been thinking about. But it seems to me at the right. same time as we've been getting... Uh, everything's been getting better. We've been uh, developing this catastrophobia about everything. And well, it's because the more you have, the more you're afraid someone's going to take it away. Take it away, yeah. And then you, the, the tribalization of every argument that you can't have a nuanced debate, right. you can't have a nuanced conversation. You have to side with well, with your because everybody has their own set of facts now yeah. too, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, where'd and, you get your information? Oh well, I don't trust where you got your information. That's yeah, well, that's, and and that's the, the the gun debate seems to be one of the just the, the best examples of a lack of nuanced discussion because there's just there's just one it side is. or the other. There's there's no the yeah there's no there's giving not enough people who are again the government as an entity they're not even willing to have the conversation and that's mm. what frustrates me more than anything more than inaction is that they're like more than just like sending up some thoughts and prayers and all that it's it, they're not even going to have a conversation they're not even going to freaking talk about it yeah. that's the massive insult like i'm i'm going out and i'm having conversations with, with people who i i respect and i value their opinion even if i don't agree with it um like i, I love this my friend who who he's an awesome guy he's a fantastic dad He's got brilliant kids, you know. I don't necessarily agree with his stance on on guns and, and gun control and ownership and all that, but I respect him as a person and individual, and I respect his right to have that opinion. Mm. And it's like I, I want to have a conversation with him about it, and, and I want to see his perspective and his side of things, and that's going to make him more human to me, and that's honestly going to make it easier to have more conversations. Mm. And not not that I want to change his mind because you know he's a, he's a grown damn man, and I'm a grown damn man. I'm like, 
you know, I'm, I'm not an evangelical. I'm not, I'm not out to try to preach. I, I just want to live my life the best I can and try to raise the best you know, family that I can do and make the world a better place for our kids as much as I can do that. Yeah. You know, um, and sometimes that's just by being able to have a decent and civilized conversation of just, that's I think my frustration is that it's becoming, everyone gets so, so wound up and so tight about these, these issues that they become uncivil where they can't even respect other people as people, all they can do is just espouse their affirmed beliefs. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't have an answer. I don't yeah. know what to say, honestly. I'm at a loss. The more that I, the more research I did, and I was, I was excited about talking with you about this. You mentioned this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I've been you know, doing some research and looking into things more than even I would normally. And the more I look into it, the more conversations I have, the more that I see there's no real easy answer. Because mm. in you know, my friend's perspective, he has a constitutional right that was written in right from the start, and he doesn't have any trust or faith in his government, and he doesn't believe the government should have the ability to take away his you know, rights and his uh, freedoms or assault him with weapons that he's not allowed to own. And I get that. I understand his perspective. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can't, you know, I can't say, I can't look at him outright and say, hey, you know, you're wrong. I can't say that because I don't know if I 100% believe that. Mm. It's And it's, everything he says is a valid point to him and his perspective and the way he sees things. But at the same time, like this last mass shooter on, on last week, the the big guy, uh, the reason why he came up into my perspective today is because it happened to be on a passing news story saying how uh, he had failed a background check and had bought his gun privately. <laughs> and so he hadn't even like, he hadn't, you know, he didn't buy it, you know, uh, from a registered retailer or anything like that. And it's just, it's just, this whole, all these other loopholes and systematic issues and stuff, and I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't know, man. I, I the more I look into it, and the more I, I research, the more exhausting it is. And I just, I, I don't know. Again, I know my perspective. I know for me and mine. But it's hard to look at somebody else who has a passionate and strong perspective on something and say, I don't, maybe, I guess maybe it's not if for some people, but it is for me. Just be like, hey, you know, you're wrong, and I don't agree with you, because I haven't lived his life. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't but, know. Not but I think that's, I feel like I'm running a bit. No, I'm, but I I'm, think that's that's kind of, I mean. That's where we want debates to be able to go, though, isn't it? Is to be able to actually yeah, state, your, state gonna, points of yeah. view and 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 disagree without it being, um, you know, some kind of bitch Civil fight about you know, dis, uh, you know, dissolving into war. Yeah, because um, I, I don't think there's anything more respectful than be able to listen to someone's point of view and and try to understand where they're coming from, and then still saying, like, I think I appreciate where you're coming from, but I disagree. Like that's. 
<laughs> I don't know how more respectful you can be um, in, in an well, argument, in a debate than that. I agree with so many of his hot takes. I agree with his view of the police system. I agree with his perspective of the federal government in, in many, many, many ways. I agree with so many of his his uh, things that he uses as justifications. I also see as being problems. I don't, for myself, feel that they are a need for me to go out and purchase a Glock or something. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to get a gun because of those things for myself. Um, and I just, but I also I can justify. I can see that his, for himself. His fear and his concern and his motivation is obviously strongly justified to him. He feels very, very justified in that line of reasoning. Mm. And I haven't lived his life, so I, I don't feel like I am justified to say, hey, you're wrong. You know? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I still value him as a person. I'm still going to be friends with him. Um, you know, I, I, I will keep my kids away from his closets if we're ever at his house or something. I don't know. But uh, that was a terrible joke. Um, most, most guns are cut in the closet. That's it. Anyway. Sorry, there's a, a really funny bit um, on The Daily Show. Uh, do you know The Daily Show? Yeah. Uh, really funny bit last, I think it was just yesterday, about how uh, they had a satirical bit on how to change gun culture and make gun culture gay. That's how to make it homosexual. Rainbow, rainbow handguns. Yeah, it's yeah. this long, most often black, firm <laughs> object. Uh, and where do they keep them? In the closet. In the closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very funny bit. I, 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 yeah, I apologize for, for bastardizing it here, but uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was yeah, very very funny. Um, so one yeah. of the one of the things that um, I take interest in is the U.S. education system. Being a teacher here, and so often, right. uh, right. so often system, things. That's the, one of the biggest parts of the problem. Yeah, well, there's um, a, a lot of the, you know, I say a lot. There's a, a a section of the Australian community who looks to the U.S. as a you know leader in a lot of things. And you know, for a long time, the U.S. has been and, and still is. I don't think education uh, is one. Maybe once upon a time. Yeah, um, and the the shooting drills that are happening in many states now. Jesus. Yeah, um, no, they're happening pretty widespread now. Yeah, and the yeah. the the realistic shooter experience that they're trying to give to staff and students is something that just terrifies me as a teacher, knowing how ineffective a lot of those mandated programs are yeah. in education well, also realize that that if you're if you're doing those drills you realize that if there is a shooter in a school most often it is a student of said school yeah who is the shooter yeah what are they doing they're training the shooter on where the people are going to go where, they, oh, where, where are we going to meet yeah where are we going to go oh great yeah that's just where i'll go to start off with yeah it's as Fire effective a couple shots, then i'll just go to the meeting area and we'll say yeah, we'll have fun it's as effective it's, as it's duck and cover shooter. it's as effective yeah. as duck and cover is for a nuclear bomb yeah cold yeah. war bullshit hide yeah. under your desk cover your head with your hands because that'll save you from an atomic bomb like, and really? all they're going to do is end up spending 
a whole lot of money on counseling because of yeah. increased anxiety that they're developing in their school community on the, the, the threat of a, um, yep. of a school shooting. Yeah. Totally. And, and but that's, I mean, the, that's the problem is that, and you probably appreciate this, you know, even more than I do, but in America, the educational system has not been a priority for many, 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 many years. Yeah. It's almost like, and this is something that I've, I started having this thought when I was a part of it, when I was in high school, and I was like, it doesn't feel like the school system is a priority at all to you know, the government institutions, and I feel like that's kind of by design. Yeah. They kind of want to keep us dumb so they can keep us pliable. So that we'll just go along with whatever the hell they happen to do next. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea? Okay, cool. He says it's a good idea. Yeah, George, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's like, you know, they, they keep you, uh, they try to keep people uh, uninterested unless it's something that directs them per or affects them personally. Yeah. And that's why it's such a hot button. Like, everyone has these these trigger words and these, like, Things that are, are, are like uh, their uh, hot button issues that they just keep coming up, keep coming up because you know, oh, they're going to take away your guns. No, no one's going to take away your guns. They might ask you to, you know, let us know you have them. Yeah. You know, uh, that way we can track them down if somebody gets shot and they can know where's this gun, where'd that bullet come from? Oh, it's from a gun registered to so and so. Oh, hey, let's go ask him what happened. It's just a way to, you know, follow the evidence and see what's happening. I, I you register cars, you register, you have a license to drive. I don't understand why you don't need a license to have a gun. Yeah, I like the. These are things I, I personally don't understand, and I, I, I talked to my friend about it. He doesn't, he doesn't feel that he needs to be licensed. He doesn't want to register his his property, but in his mind, he's like, I don't need anybody to know what you know what my property is, what my bank account says, what my this and that, and I'm like. I mean, that's your perspective, and that's your POV, but I don't agree with that because it's basically just making things more difficult about keeping everybody safe and falling down the lines in a society that is ideal and that, you know, the people we have to police and our laws and keep us safe are actually doing their job. But then again, I'm a white male in America, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that's it is I, it is true. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, I'm I'm the entitled, privileged, you know, elite. Yeah. I, I guess I've never felt that way myself, but I obviously I had it a lot easier and a lot better than a lot of other people did. Yeah, and do. Yeah, um, and you know, God, tell me that ten years ago, I would have I would have had an argument with you, but I. Yeah, my lowest low was nowhere near the no. low lows that some of these some people have had to face, no. and it's uh, it's and, sad and it's, it's and terrifying that's... and it's just weird that that's that so many people can have such drastically different experiences in the same geographical area. I don't know. It's there's that's why I'm saying there's no easy answer. There's no there's no quick fix. But that's that's why I keep coming back to like the fact that people aren't even willing to have the conversation. Yeah. They're not even willing to see potentially 
to even have you know to have a respectful conversation where say you know okay yeah I see your perspective I disagree with it but I see your perspective they're not even willing to go that far mm. no one's even willing to have a conversation and that for me is the most frustrating part of living in this culture of you know affluent gun ownership and, and or prevalent I should say prevalent gun ownership not affluent most rich people don't have guns they they buy people who have guns and walk around their property. I don't know, but it's all the, I keep using the word nuance. I can't think of a, a, a better word for it. That it yeah. is a nuanced debate, and recognizing that I think has got to be until be the debate can even begin. There's nothing's going to happen. Like no one, you got to at least be willing to have the conversation, and that's the devastating thing for me. I guess, mm. I guess as. You know, putting my two cents in, my perspective on living in a culture of gun ownership, of mass shootings, of these terrible tragedies happening on a daily basis. People aren't even willing to have the conversation in on the higher levels, and that's that's the greatest frustration. Mm. Well, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wrap up our conversation. No, yeah. we didn't even get to we're, we're about video to hit, games, man. We're about to hit the hour. Have you got other stuff you want to? <laughs> You got other stuff you wanna you wanna hit? Well, we were gonna go on about the uh, the 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 nature of video games and the debacle. Yeah, we might have to it. we might have to schedule another one. <laughs> we'll hit that mobile the mobile Fair games enough. and the, yeah. Um, I'm gonna put up uh, links to the um, the sites you sent me, and I'll put them up. Yeah, on the, please do uh, on the podcast especially, page, especially the ones uh, the ones that have sources and direct info like that. yeah. I didn't have time to to follow all the links myself, but at least the uh, that one they all seemed to be credibly sourced from what I saw. Yeah, no, that's, I think people are going to be really interested to, main thing that, to see that. Anything that gives you the ability to hunt it down even further and follow the own follow the research trail for anybody who's interested in those things, it's like it's a deep dive and it gets it gets dark quick. But at least you know, I, in, the, in a day in in the days that we're in now, where there are alternative facts. And I, I like to have as many sources as possible for anything that I'm that I pass on to anybody else. Yeah. You know. Um, so it's 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 not fun, but at least the, it, there should be some decent sources that back up all the information that I, that I passed on to you. Yeah. No, it's tremendous. Awesome stuff. Yeah. All right, my friend. It's lovely to talk to you again. Yeah, you to you as well, brother. Enjoy your morning. I I certainly <laughs> will. I I'll be in touch. We'll talk again soon. Yes, brother. Got you, mate. Talk to you soon. Bye.